Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Hey, welcome to Deep Well Astrology Podcast. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer, a rolfer, and we are here in Libra season. So I'm also here to say hello. It's the first podcast episode of this Libra season 2022. It's Thursday, October 6th. And so I guess we're flying or floating or navigating the airs now of this cardinal Libra season. So before we dive in, just make note, what house does Libra represent in your natal chart? So as the sun moves into Libra astrologically, it illumines and gives energy to or shines on and highlights themes of this part of our natal chart every year, each year. So as you're tracking your astrology and you're tracking cycles of your life and time, You might notice if you take notes on each season, some of the seasons are easier, some of them are more triggered, some of them you feel maybe more inward, some of them more outward. And all of us have parts of the year that shine on many of our personal planets or times of the year where it feels like lots is happening. So again, just start to track your personal cycles with that of astrological seasons if you're interested. And then we can begin to witness personal patterns and places of sensitivity in our natal charts. And as always, if you're interested in diving deeper, I do private consultations as well. So you can always check out my website. It's just my name, alisondisler.com. So right now, along with the sun in Libra, Venus is also in Libra, which is why I'm excited to work with this episode and release it on a Venus in Libra day. Today, Venus is at 9 degrees Libra and will stay in Libra all the way until October 23rd, 2022. And then Venus will ingress into Scorpio. We're going to have a whole tide shift right around that time. Those ingresses, we're going to be working with the eclipse again. So that's that latter half of this October 2022. So I started this thread, this podcast series of giving and receiving with episode 41 on August 18th, 2022. So if you'd like to review at how I look at giving and receiving from an astrological point of view in general, you can skip back to episodes 41 and 42. I'm organizing these episodes using an axis lens or an opposite balancing astrological archetype. So this is the oppositions. So that learning can happen not only from the quote, what is of a sign, but also the what is not. Or as one of my favorite aphorisms from somatic movement work is that our brains learn through contrast. So the last time I posted, we looked at giving and receiving through the lens of a Venus in Aries. The contrasting or opposing of this Venus in Aries is a Venus in Libra. So just right off, what do you know about the difference between these signs, between Aries and Libra. These signs are elementally different. Aries represents fire, Libra air. Fire is an element that is direct and personal, just as its element, 
And air is an element that's about dispersion and it's a communal or shared element. Metaphorically, air is associated with mentality or rationality or also this, um, this idea of civility or this idea of humanness or aesthetics. Fire is associated with intuition or direct knowing. It's kind of that, that spark or direct download that may or may not have a reason with it or mentality with it. Air can feed a fire or spread a fire. Too much air can put out a fire. So in, the, in a way, fire needs or desires air in order to breathe. But air does not necessarily need fire. Are there any other ways that you can imagine air and fire either complementing or negating each other, supporting or not supporting? When viewing the signs um, of astrology elementally, I like to start there because we can just look at the elements and see in a certain way, fire signs and placements are the most elementally vulnerable because the element of fire both needs and can be put out by all the other elements. So in other words, fires are useful and life-giving, and it's something that can save us and sustain us. But it's to the extent that they are stewarded and honored you know, um, noticing them for their power, but also the need for them to be cultivated and fed. If we move back into astrological language, we can see just by contrasting air and fire, we'll start to get a sense of how Libra and Aries may differ. And of course, in some ways they complement. They're, they're both cardinal. Um, a note that places them in this parallel is this energy itself, this cardinal energy. It's it's about initiation. It's about catalyzing. It's about beginning things. It's the beginning of things. So Libra and Aries do have that in common. Cardinal Libra initiating in the air realm. Cardinal Aries initiating in the fire realm. So think of these, the way that a big gust of wind feels and the way that striking a match feels. So there's something that is both attention getting and signaling the start maybe of something new, but in the way they start things, it's a very different energy. That's fire and air in the contrasting element. Venus broadly in our natal charts connects with our wants and desires. This too can be seen in contrast to other personal planets in our chart. If Venus is about our desires, Contrast that to the moon, which is about our needs and our emotional satiation. So those are our needs. We, we need these things to feel nourished. And Venus is about want and desire, what we want, what, we, what our heart desires, as some people might say. Venus is equally as important as any other planet for a balanced natal chart or a balanced psychology, as I see our natal charts as a representation of the inner dynamics of course, I also see it related to outer manifestation, but I'm primarily interested in the psychological point of view. So when I'm working with people, because I'm also a structural integrator and I do body work, I also think of astrology in the same way as I would a human body, that we have different organs, they all have different roles, 
but they're all playing in the same sphere. They all need to have their space and they need to have room to do their job and they're all important. And it's the same way I kind of view the planets. I see them somewhat as like the organ system of the sky or as a st- of astrology. And we need this full set of archetypal entities and some of them can get off. Um, so before I continue, I want each of us to consider that Venus principle because some of us will say, well, our wants are all right. It's not that important, but you know, I, what I need is very important and what I think is very important. But I think it is our, our values, our desires and our wants that some of us can have a question around. Well, is that really important? Is that something I really need to cultivate? But if you think of it as an organ point of view, Every single piece of us has an importance, and if we diminish one part of our physical body or our archetypal makeup, it augments another part or it gets us off balance a little bit. So before we continue, just maybe take a notebook out or jot it down. Where are you currently with this idea of desire or your desires or even the desires of others? And how do you feel about yourself or others who do advocate or act on their desires? Are some desires more worthy than others? So take a moment to reflect before we continue on this element of desire. So be curious to see what you came up with. And it was really nice for me to do this reflection too. I think it's an important reflection to honestly look at and feel into our relationship with desire. And I think it changes over time too, depending on our upbringing, our current philosophies and, and our experience in life. So just a little background of me for many years In my 20s, I was a Soto Zen practitioner myself. So I got into the philosophy and the practice of Buddhism. And there was a strong emphasis. um, There was many emphases, but there was a strong emphasis on a teaching around this kind of noticing but letting go of desire or that desire and acting on desires would lead us to that realm of suffering, that samsara, that cycle of birth and death. And, you know, I know a lot of the teachings that we get um, in Soto Zen Buddhism here, they're, they're translations. So I also want to take lightly and acknowledge that the language that we're using may not be exactly the same as the energy or the emphasis of the language that was originally meant. But when I was practicing the Soto Zen and you kind of, you know, you're opening the hand of thought, you're letting go of desire, you're noticing it, but you're not necessarily following it. Um, that that leads to other philosophical thinking about desire. So for a while, I was in that question of desire, um, to follow it, to notice it. Do I have desire? Should I have desire? Um, and it was, I was so grateful for the practice in the background of the Buddhist template in my panoply of the belief and experience, um, because it was, I think, the first place in time I was awakened to the question. I don't even know if I would have thought so deeply about desire or following desire hadn't I got introduced to the teaching or the inquiry and the question of what is desire? What should I do with mine? Do I have any? And and what about others? 
And I think that's a question that can keep us busy for a lifetime, for sure. But for me personally, after some time and study, I can right now at least appreciate the doctrines and cultures and teachings that would want and need to um, to tamp down desires a little bit and also to uh, titrate expectation of fulfillment for the Venusian principle because there has been places and cultures and um, societies in time where that tamping down or that restraint of desire was probably something very useful to the you know in name of keeping the peace of society or keeping a certain kind of order. And all this to say, culture has not always been a friendly place for desire or strong Venuses or that strong Venus principle. But whether we believe it's true or not, or we have desires or not, or we should have them or if we should follow them, we actually do each have that archetypal Venus principle. So I would invite us each to to notice how open we are to that or not and just understand and honor the journey and kind of open this idea of what would happen if we actually fed that Venus principle, not tamped it down, if not, you know, lived by it necessarily, but included it? So if you give that a try, uh, if you're listening to this, you may have a Venus in Libra, or you may know somebody or be in a relationship with somebody who does, who does have a Venus in Libra. So just broadly, a Venus in Libra wants connection interconnection and harmony, aesthetic beauty and relatedness. Remember, it's a Venus-ruled sign. It wants justice, equanimity, and balance. Often a Venus in Libra desires fairness, and it desires equity and pleasing and beautiful, civilized situations. A Venus in Libra may exhibit judgment or discernment and have high ideas or ideals and taste based on a rational or mental idea or image of how things could be or should be or how a fair situation ought to look or what justice, what the idea of justice actually feels like. So these things, especially about fairness and harmony and justice and balance, at the most idealistic level is something that a Venus in Libra desires or wants or thinks about. So it can be very high-minded. I think that's a really nice word, um, high-minded in the mind. Because of these desires, a Venus in Libra may want to keep things refined. It may actually desire refined situations and have a distaste for things that feel out of order or chaotic or dirty or too earthy or you know, emotional muck and things like that. There may be a preference, um, not so much to be within the mess or the emotions, especially, um, you know, in that wateriness of others or that confusion or down in the depths, but to actually be up above or engaged lightly as a moderator or a judge or an authority from a mental or air point of view. So this idea of kind of, um, Noticing things, but the Libra as an air element, as a communal element, doesn't really want to be down or actually as an element, it's, it's air, it's movable. So it doesn't do well being tamped down and sort of invited into a messy situation. This Venus desires and can feel into this idea of balance. And it's most often in the communal realm or with others. 
desiring to help others find this balance or order on a rational level, you know, maybe bringing others together in relatedness in some way, perhaps for a discussion, but not taking any sides. Again, that moderation or moderator energy. Um, forming a family or community might be an important aspect of this or desire of a Venus in Libra. So the Venus in Libra genuinely usually desires a community or a collective or some balanced relativity of interaction. And it can initiate, as in a catalyst, it can initiate these kinds of situations or events. But remember, a cardinal sign is best at initiation um, and it's not always as good at sustaining. So uh, every element needs the assistance of other elements. So that's something that'll come up later about the ability for Libra or the Venus and Libra to have desires, but often needing some assistance or needing some other cooperation in order to sustain something. As with any sign, the gifts can be the challenges as well. So not only when we get out of balance in ourselves, you know, we usually will experience the, the shadow side of, of any archetype or sign. And surprisingly, and kind of paradoxically, Libras can get out of balance in themselves, which often has to do more with having too much emphasis on other people and outside oneself and their balance and how things are going in the environment and others. But on the inside, not paying enough self-centered attention to balance and fairness or even fairness to oneself. And this can lead to that thing where uh, a Venus in Libra has the desire for things to feel fair and as very gifted in relatedness. But when it comes to being self-centered or being in the you know proximity with those same elements in oneself, they can feel a sense of anger or resentment that that um, they often don't give themselves enough of their quality attention about balance and fairness. So to feed this Venus, if you have a Venus in Libra, this Venus in Libra actually needs to to embody the opposite to that Aries opposite, which is about balancing self and other. That's the main axis line. So a Libra will tend to get a little too balanced on the others. Aries energy sometimes gets too balanced on self. And so by bringing in the balance of self and others, a Libra, especially a Libra sun or Libra Venus, has a better chance at living in that that balance or the the light side of the gifts of the Libra. So you might consider self-centeredness just a little bit and noticing how can you satiate and satisfy your desire for aesthetic beauty and harmony reliably. That has nothing really to do with having other people satiate that. The same goes for your desire for equanimity, balance, and harmony. So for example, to satiate your discernment for aesthetic beauty, you can also notice what is already offering that to you and create more of that. That might be an art installation or fashion design. It might be music, an orchestral performance. It might be the balance of your garden. It might be um, going to a museum 
or even going further to volunteer or work in environments that you know can reliably offer you that balance, that justice, that harmony that you put yourself into so you don't have to always be the one who is trying to create or steward that out of others. And in that way, you're starting that process of advocating for your own Venus and and creating the situation not dependent on other people where you can still feel nourished. So see how many places and situations in your life allow for that want or desire for balance and harmony and fairness and justice. So some Libras, people with a lot of Libra placements might be working in moderation, um, conflict mediation, um, legal assistance as lawyers in places of justice. So being in that environment, does that fulfill your need for seeing all sides of one thing? It's a place that you can reliably show up and you know that's going to be the work. And I like that word reliability because even though Libra is so related or communal centered and it often has to do with the others, is it possible to to look into the world and see these elements and create situations that, again, are not dependent on other people so that other people in their coming and going in their perfection and imperfections are able to be less of a focus while you bolster yourself with those important elements. So take a moment to reflect on that and we'll come back with some some more specific ideas for gifting yourself or others who have a Venus in Libra. A final thought on this cultivating in yourself the ability to receive nourishment that may or may not have to actually do with other people. If you have that Venus in Libra, and you do notice that people in connection are an important part of your nourishment. I think you can also refine and look into the relationships that do feel balanced or at least open for reflection. So something that might be a gift to yourself, or if you're living with someone who has a Venus in Libra, is to just have the conversation about reciprocity. And that might look like you know, a question, do things feel balanced here? And if they don't, how can they feel more balanced? And coming with this air, again, of of a quest for civility and harmony and justice and equanimity, reciprocity is part of that. Not every relationship has that availability. So we have to look out and and just be, you know, in our own self, have a heart of equanimity and realize in our balanced life that some of our relationships are going to be on the side of one of us has to hold more while the other one isn't. But also we do have the agency to look out in our social sphere and and cultivate more of a reciprocity or appeal to those people that might have the ability to to listen to that. And and say some more things about leaving space for yourself and and remembering that agency that just because we are gifted at communication and relationships, it doesn't mean we have to always be the person who's holding 
all of the harmony or responsibility for harmony in the relationship. And sometimes that's just a matter of incorporating that Aries back in and being direct and being direct about what you feel you might be holding and what other people can hold. So again, that Venus in Libra, it desires the harmony and the balance, but often when things get out of balance, it's also quite sensitive or even more sensitive than other signs to feel that injustice of out of balance. So that communication with people in your life or people you know who have Venus and Libra to keep that air, that conversation going about balance might be really important. And it's a gift that you can give yourself or someone else. So we'll continue to spiral out of this, um, I think this deep kind of psychological dive into that idea of if we have a Venus in Libra or we know somebody who has a Venus in Libra, well, what would we gift them? What would we gift ourselves? So when we create opportunity to receive in ourselves and in our heart, we are opening the gateway to nourishment. So ultimately giving and receiving is a reciprocal or you know act it's a it's an act of balance and we need to look at that in ourselves are we providing opportunities to give and receive do i do that with others if it feels out of balance there what can i work on within myself to create that opportunity so for all you venus and libra folks or for those you love never underestimate the power of spatial aesthetics and beauty. So you can consider the space or the place where you or your Venus and Libra dwells and use space as an opportunity to be an artist in, an artist of balancing. You can bring in living elements of beauty. Um, you could bring in flowers or candles or, or art. You can understand the aesthetics of your Venus and Libra, what you find beautiful, what you find balancing and work in each room that you have or work in your own sanctuary to create a reliable space for this balance. Even if you just have a little space or a special corner that you are working aesthetically in to create that ambiance, that's wonderful. You can gift yourself this or this can be something that you can help a Venus and Libra with. Notice that that might be something they have a preference for, a clean and spacious and, and light-filled and either plant-filled or art-filled or music-filled space. What are their aesthetics? Get to know them and then offer to help or buy something that's in their clear taste that helps to dress up the space to create a sense of harmony. Another gift idea for a Venus in Libra is emphasizing the desire for balance and or moderation. So if you're planning a day for yourself or a date for yourself and someone else, consider this idea of balance when you're planning out your time. So plan on maybe incorporating some versatility, maybe not too much of one thing. So we all had a day where we're just having way too much amusement park, like fun, 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 fun on all day. If you're with a Venus and Libra person or you are one, consider what a balanced meal or a balanced day would look like. And usually it's kind of a balance between, you know, a lot of fun and maybe some quiet or maybe a little bit of indulgence and then 
um, taking a long walk or something like that, some quiet time, some reflection time, and then conversation. So be aware of that, that anything that's going to be too on all the time, it might get things off balance a little bit, and that can create some of that agitation, that underlying um, sensitivity to things when they get out of balance. And that can be really fun as just a prompt or a conversation with your loved Venus uh, in Libra. Like, what is what is your idea of a balanced day or a balanced meal? Like, what? how is that for you? Because that also changes over time. And we touched on this earlier, and I think I want to end on this note because it's so important for air signs in general, but especially Libra. A simple, important gift for Venus and Libra is reciprocal communication, intentional listening and being listened to. So this could be in the form of gifting yourself time with a companion or guide or therapist or friend. Or if you have that Venus and Libra actually being clear and direct about your need for reciprocity and communication and relationship to just come right out and say it and claim it and and do so before it gets too strong of an agitation or irritation that build up. It's important, again, to notice that not everyone is capable of this, but at least you requested. And that there will be many people that when you offer that, like, you know, I'm listening more, or maybe I'm the one talking more, and could we do something that feels a little bit more like a back and forth or frame it as a game? There's many ways that you can Involve yourself in communities, in partnerships, in places where you practice or at least play with reciprocal communication. And that might even be getting in a situation where there is a moderator, which is a therapist or somebody that is just a third impartial person in between that might ask, well, what do you think? And then what do you think? Or even playing a game where you have a round table of people all taking turns and describing something of themselves or telling a story or, or sharing time together. That is a wonderful gift for a Venus in Libra to experience a situation of equity and also to eventually experience situations of equity where you cardinal Libra people do not have to be the boss of that equity. And I think that might be the biggest gift that you could find in yourself and to be with others in that place where it just feels equitable and comforting and no one's really in charge. There's just an inherent balance and that may take some seeking, but it's a, it's a worthy question to pursue. So thank you for your time today. Enjoy the Venus and Libra time until October 23rd and all of the other gifts of Libra season. And I'll see you next time. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.